Ooh, it's a surprise episode. It's it's a bonus episode. Yay! Hey, um, if you are any way involved in science Twitter, you know that this past week, one of the most bizarre things in the entire universe took place, and it all centered around a little a little, little guy, a little 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 thing, C. Elegance, and it all started because Ellen Weatherford with just the zoo of us posted this you know innocuous harmless fun and games kind of tweet of what is the most overhyped animal and uh you know there's the typical you know stuff back and forth i thought at first maybe that i might make some people angry because i said big cats and i have my reasons for that but then michael eisen the uh the one of the the leads of eLife, a scientific journal, um, his tweet said, "See elegance. They wiggle forward, they wiggle backwards, and occasionally they f- themselves." That's it. And oh my God, did it open up a can of worms that I didn't even know existed? Well, I knew the worms existed. I didn't know this can, this metaphorical can that would be opened and unleash. A hell fury upon the science Twitter world in the form of memes and fights and talks of discrimination somehow. And just so a whole bunch of stuff like this is we need a phylogenetic expert to to put together some sort of taxonomical tree that that explains what happened. But anyway, the initial thing all started with Ellen. So what you're about to hear is just the straight up conversation of us calling Ellen to get her perspective and uh, you know feelings and thoughts about being the person responsible uh, for for what took place. So um, it it might end up confusing you more. Who knows? But if you've been kind of wondering what is going on with all of these worm memes and these worm jokes and the worm shade, th- this is uh, our attempt at somewhat explaining it. Okay. Oh, by the way, um, next week, as far as new episodes go, um, it's going to be Periphera. Heck yes, sponges. So we're kicking off our mini series on phylum. So that's that's what you'll hear next week. But anyway, for the rest of the day, it's just uh, straight up us chatting with Ellen, dropping right into the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what all you can tell us because I'm sure that you are um, probably just as confused as the rest of all of us. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, so my (laughs) side of it is probably even more confusing because you might have assumed that I was like watching this whole thing unfold the whole time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. (laughs) So, uh, you know, all of this happened because I posted this fun little innocuous question that was supposed to be, so what I, my question to people in general was Mm -hmm. what's the most overhyped animal? 
this was meant to be <laughs> a very innocuous question that was supposed to be kind of an outlet for people to kind of bounce around and kind of like roast these like charismatic yeah. megafauna that you hear about all the time that like gets all the media attention. And I know that a lot of people that, you know, I'm connected with on Twitter are like conservationists or right. they study endangered species. And I know that it can be really frustrating to see the same few kind of cute and cuddly looking species get all of the like pop culture oh, yeah. attention yep. when the one that needs more help gets like nothing. So yeah. I know that's really frustrating and I wanted to kind of like give people an opportunity to let those feelings out and maybe, maybe give some like context for like, Hey, there's other animals out there that need attention too. Mm -hmm. And also just to just kind of like rib each other, you know, like have a little fun and yeah. like roast each other. Yeah. Like the is... team fish team bird. Like that's like a ongoing playful war. It's kind of like, a, yeah. I, it's like com comparable to like a paintball fight. You know, no one's really <laughs> hurt by it. It's, you know, but, but they do go for each other. Yeah, so I really like expected that sort of dynamic to come yeah. into play, but but I know those people and I know that like they love and respect each other and yeah. when they're roasting their animals, they're doing it all in good fun and just completely all, you know, they it, it's out of love for each other. And so I was and that obvious that that honestly is like mostly what happened. Mm -hmm. Um like that was the vast majority of what I saw happening. But it got too much because it just like got pretty popular. A lot of people were responding. And by so I posted it, I think it was Friday morning. Mm -hmm. And by that or whenever it was on Friday, a few hours later, it was just so much that I muted the thread because <laughs> it was too active and it was blowing. Like I literally couldn't open the Twitter app. I would open it and it would immediately crash. Um, <laughs> so it was getting too many notifications. So I muted the, the thread and I forgot about it. And I did not think about it anymore until Monday evening, Monday, like mm -hmm. afternoon, evening. I'm just like sitting on the couch. Sit I was sitting next to my husband and my sister and I was scrolling through Twitter and I start seeing everybody talking about worm drama <laughs> and like, oh, things are heating up in the worm community. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, I'm like, there's a worm community. And then I'm thinking like, there's drama. Like how, how what could, what could possibly be drama about worms? I have no idea. Right. And so I, I literally have no clue what's going on or why everyone's talking about worms. So eventually I find a thread. I think it was the one that Dr. Uh, Danny, Rabbiati, I'm sorry, I don't know if that's how you pronounce her last name, mm -hmm. um, but she had had shared a thread that breadcrumbed back because it went back through all of these like quote retweets that yeah. eventually took me back to the original joke about the worm, and I finally get back to it, and there's me. <laughs> there's my tweet that I had posted three oh. days before and forgotten about, oh. and it's oh, no. right there. It, it was like I had been spending like an hour searching for the smoking gun and I finally found it in my hand. And I was like, <laughs> ah! I was like, no! Me? I lost it. I was like, you have to be kidding me. That's what all this about. I just blew out my levels so bad. My microphone's so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, if Bucky Barnes had been Captain America and he like figured out the whole... Wait, it was me all along? Are you kidding? 
It's- it was very much like, oh my God, I cannot believe all of this was because of something that I posted three days ago and I forgot about. Um, and so I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And so by then it had kind of started to snowball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it had gotten into some very, very toxic and problematic like mm-hmm. discourse already. And I was like, oh no. And I got, I was just mortified. And so I started to, t- I started talking to, um, you know, Dr. I'm sorry, I'm probably pronouncing her last name wrong. Rabbi Adi, I think is how you pronounce it. I think that's how you say it, yeah. Um, So it was her, and I think it was Ellie Armstrong uh, who were kind of roasting this whole thread. And that was me finding out that all this had happened because of what I had said. (laughs) And so I was just losing it. I was like, I was mortified. I was like, I cannot believe this happened. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I did not mean for all this to blow up. Um, But then just like it had already gotten so much momentum that there was nothing I could do about it. You know, like there was, you know, I, it was past the point, like I couldn't delete the thread. I couldn't take anything down. There was just no damage control that could be done on my end. Um, and so just kind of like over the course of the evening, I told some of my friends, uh, my, I have a group on Facebook for our podcast. That's like a lot of people who listen, but it's also a lot of my just like personal friends. Yeah. Um, and so I shared, cause they don't use Twitter. I shared all of this that was going on in the Facebook group and they were losing it. They were just like, this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I love this. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of like keeping them updated on everything that was going on. And then just like in the few days after that, it just got worse. Like it got worse and worse and worse. And people were just showing their asses left and right. I'm yeah. sorry. I probably can't say that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's um, just... Oh, yeah. Devin, you mentioned that Richard doesn't actually know what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's it's the funny thing is I, I like from our Twitter account, I, I commented something that I thought maybe just maybe like might make a few people angry and it didn't like no one really cared um because i said something about well actually one person was like what does it feel like to be so wrong because i said big cats because you know oh yeah and like that's and that sounds to me like ribbing you know it's It's just kind of like it's good natured it's not that big a deal (laughs) right and i'm like i'm looking on twitter right now and i'm like literally right now it is still going on (laughs) I know that yeah, some I people have, are I, making I literally their own don't know. Like I muted it. the thread and I haven't been able to look at it because yeah. of how bad it's it just, went. It's too much and it really is like tracing breadcrumbs. You just like you click one thread and then you you're just like wait wait what's going on? And I've shown Richard get here? through the memes and he's just like what what are any of these about? Every every yeah, tweet it's, I and read, so I had to like so walk weird. backwards through all of this, right? Yeah. So I saw like people making fun of the people that were offended by the worm joke. And then I had to walk it back all the way to like how, what the original, so the original joke, by the way, Richard, because <laughs> yeah. I realized that I, I haven't actually explained what happened. So I said this thing, what's the most overhyped animal, this guy, Michael Eisen, who is the editor in chief of the scientific journal eLife. All of that was news to me. I did, I did not know who he was. <laughs> I did not know any of this oh, stuff. So he quote retweeted my question, dunking on the worm, the nematode C. elegans, which also unbeknownst to me, <laughs> because I don't come from an academic background, 
Um, this is a, a model organism that is used in tons and tons and tons and tons of research and scientific yeah. uh, like, like studies tons. and stuff like that. Yeah. So lots and lots and lots of people do a lot of work with this very special worm. Um, and so to me, like that seemed like the indicator that like he's probably kidding, uh-huh. right? Like everybody does studies on this worm. He's probably like him being the editor of the journal. He probably is doing that like to to be funny um, because everybody knows what this worm is if you've done research on it. But if you yeah. haven't, you maybe don't know what the worm is. So it's obviously not like overhyped outside of that <laughs> very niche community. Yeah. So I, I thought that read as, okay, he's clearly being sarcastic just to be funny about this special worm. Um, but people did not like that he said that at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> reading the... did not care his, for that. His that he had now. said mean things about their worm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what I think happened is that they didn't receive the sarcasm. Like, the sarcasm got lost. And that's, this happens all the time on social media, right? Yeah. Like, you can't... You're not looking at someone face to face. You can't read their body language. You can't hear the well, inflection in their voice. Get someone's it, tone I think and the, the sarcasm somewhere didn't translate. And so people felt like he was actually like making a statement of dismissal about mm-hmm. the worm and therefore about the research being done on the worm. Like See, I think they received it as like he thinks the worm is actually overhyped and therefore he thinks that there's like too much research being done on the worm and therefore he thinks that we shouldn't do the research we're doing like i think that was like the domino (laughs) like i think that's where the dominoes fell to get them to a point of being hurt by what he said see this is why we need either some kind of emoji signifier or you know we have bold metallices and strike throughs we need some other kind of way to manipulate letters that makes it clear that we're typing with sarcastic intent yeah i definitely like (laughs) i don't know what that would be if you look through it like he in the comments he very explicitly stated i was kidding you know like this was a joke i was being sarcastic um but then you know people were really hurt by it they felt like their research and their work was being like dismissed by an editor of a journal who has you know kind of some deciding Mm -hmm. uh power over what goes in the journal so you know i think people were just kind of feeling like oh you know my work has been insulted and then that put people in a really defensive position and then when other people tried to come on and say hey it's not really that big a deal it was a joke then that just like added to their defensiveness and made people kind of dig in their heels and yeah. really be like, it really kind you of take it to an extreme. Um, and people got very upset about it very, very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of worried because people were saying that like they were reconsidering submissions they had made to the journal. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, that they were going to, like, withdraw research that they had submitted, like, papers that they'd submitted to the journal and stuff. I was like, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And so the funny thing is here is, um, you know, so he does say that he was joking and stuff. However, he also continues to just, like, dig at the wound about a thousand different times. Like, the top comment response on his initial comment is him saying, I mean, fly larvae do the same thing as C. elegant, but... Then they turn into a fly. <laughs> See, I so, thought that was really funny. <laughs> I know, right? And and so, you know, after, after kind of talking to a few different people, um, I get why people would have, like, if, if you read that and you 
weren't seeing it from the context of having been involved with the rest of the thread Mm -hmm. where it was clear that everyone else in the thread was being facetious and everyone else was joking. If you came into that blind, I can see where you might, you know, I could see where you would be a little rubbed the wrong way by that, especially if like so much work that you put a lot of effort into was on this thing that you now feel like is being um, kind of, uh, dunked on if you're if the the thing that you put so much work into is getting roasted and you don't think it's a joke then yeah i can definitely see why uh it it could bristle it could ruffle some feathers um but you know it really started to break down when it got compared to like systemic oppression Mm -hmm. and that was where it got really weird really fast yeah it took on a and then so the the not funny thing, but the weirdly coincidental thing about all this is we just put out an episode with Chelsea Connor and we have another one coming out today. And, um, she was kind of like at the forefront, like battling in this, like to, she to was try not and... pulling any punches. No. And I mean, <laughs> rightfully so, but it was just, it was just such a weird, I don't even know. Like, so one of the things you, you know, you mentioned like feeling people feeling like their research was being attacked or their research animals being attacked. And in some cases people were saying like very real for them. They thought that something like this could potentially jeopardize whether or not they received funding for a grant because of the position that he's in. And that is where this talk of comparing it to discrimination and stuff starts to come into play because someone responded with, oh, just a joke. Yes, women and people of color have heard that before. Yeah, that was really, I think, where it started to uh. completely derail. Like, I think yeah. it had already started to get weird at that point. But that was where it started to really hop off the rails. Um, but, like, I it, it started to, like, you... What I think maybe, like, contributed to some of that, like, heightened level of, like, pushback or, like, resistance against, like, being called in Mm -hmm. um, maybe is coming from, like, we just came off of some extremely heated, intense, like, political atmosphere in the USA. I shouldn't say we've come off of it because we're still in it. Yeah. Um, But, like, in the USA, at least, things have been super heated. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people have been channeling a lot of their energy into doing work against, like, discrimination Mm -hmm. or against inequality and i think that people just like kept that energy and kept that momentum and just applied it where it did not belong (laughs) like (laughs) like they they were like coming at it from an approach of like this is you know the thing that i've been doing for the last couple of months so i'm gonna do it here and then everybody else was like hey this is not where that goes (laughs) like this is not where that energy needs to be directed (laughs) yeah there was a lot of um what I started seeing a lot of was, and then the the craziest part, and I think my favorite tweet in response to this was, uh, I think it was from David Attenborough. I'd have to look, but no, 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 no. I can't. Okay. I can't remember who it was. I, I remember the face and I know the account, but I'm blanking on the name, but he said something like, just because worms don't know when to stop digging <laughs> doesn't mean that you need to keep doing it. And um, yeah, it was just, yeah. The whole and you saw a lot of that too. Yeah. I, I know like you saw a lot of like people stand trying to, defend themselves rather than like defending the actual statements they were making. Mm -hmm. They were just saying, well, I can't possibly 
be accused of, you know, saying racially insensitive things when I myself do all of this, like other diversity and inclusion work. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But in this moment, you're being called in and you need to receive that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That was, that was probably the biggest problem I would see was seeing was a lot of like, I'm sorry if anyone was offended. And it's like, well, okay, so that's not an apology. So let's back <laughs> that, that right up. off the bat. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the uh, and then a lot of the which is basically akin to saying like, well, I have black friends. It's you know saying, well, I, you know, I do a lot of work in diversity and inclusion, and so <laughs> I'm not being racist that. by saying this. And it's like, oh, okay, well. You are like. <laughs> I didn't see who said it, but at one point somebody said, like, somebody had gotten into some heat, uh, and then went radio silent for a while, and then when they came back, said like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't reply to y'all sooner. I was too busy like writing a proposal for this like diversity and equity and inclusion work, <laughs> which oh, basically no. was like, sorry, I couldn't apologize. I was too busy helping minorities. Like I was really busy." <laughs> being a great ally that I can't respond to your call-ins. <laughs> so, like, like, so I, I, my day job, my, my actual job is mm-hmm. at a social services agency. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, our kind of primary client base is LGBTQ young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that intersects with racial justice work. Yes. Yep. And so within the organization that I work at, we've been doing a lot of racial justice work yeah. and doing a lot of like internal work to make sure that we're carrying racial justice into like what we're doing at work. And so, um, and a lot of, you know, the, the staff and leadership at the organization where I work, they are like excellent black leaders and they're mm-hmm. not afraid to call other people in when something is, you know, like they're not afraid to say like, Hey, uh, you know, this thing that you did, you could do this better or like you need to right. fix this or this isn't what you think it is. So like getting comfortable with being called in and like being corrected is a really important part of doing that diversity and inclusion work, you know, yes, like absolutely. it's not just, it's not just saying out there like into the world, like, Hey guys, racism is bad. Let's just not do it anymore. Like it involves <laughs> like actually listening like when you're given work. guidance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, so like the... not just being like, Oh no, I already know because I do diversity work. It's like, okay, well, but you're also ignoring what the actual, like what the people that you're supposed to be helping, you're ignoring what they're saying when they're telling you that you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's it's kind of like the whole essence of the idea of like anti-racism if you like if you're really going to commit yourself to that if if you can't handle being called out when you're the one who does something wrong like the the entire premise of it is being able to accept challenge and to adjust and to learn and to change and and so if you're saying yeah like you said like well you know I've already done the work so I know I can't possibly do anything wrong now because I've already, you know, I went through the training. I know. Um, (laughs) It's like, sorry, that's not quite how it works. I mean, literally anything that you get trained on, you can still make a mistake. And a fry cook can make a mistake. You can't say, well, I went through training. I went through the orientation. So, no, I didn't do it wrong. You're just tasting it wrong. Um, That's not how it works. (laughs) 
Yeah, unlearning a lot of like just these ideas that oh well you know I learned it and now I'm an expert in it. Um, <laughs> just and now I'm done. you know it's an evolving process. You know you have to like live it and you have to get some experience with it and you have to just kind of learn what you're doing. So like I felt like that was where it fall fell apart. Mm-hmm. Where like actual like black scientists were coming into the threads and being like hey this is actually not as helpful as you might think it is. Mm-hmm. Like and then rather than being like oh. I like I oh I'm sorry like it's you know I shouldn't have made that comparison instead of just doing that um they kind of dug in their heels yeah. uh and in in like a weird roundabout way like yeah. accused the black scientists of being the ones perpetuating the oppression yeah, like, <laughs> like saying well, you don't see it and how this is working in the system because that was one thing I did see quite a lot was about how well okay but it's not about the worms. This is about a larger pattern. This is about somebody in a position of power saying something that could potentially jeopardize people like us and, and people then supporting that person rather than calling them out, they're calling us out. And so therefore you're actually a part of the problem. And, and, but at the same time, they are talking to people who they have a higher societal status or, or, you know, there's just a bunch of problematic stuff with that of then yeah. saying like, actually you don't understand discrimination. We do because we experience <laughs> it um, having a PhD and it's just like, Oh, okay. 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 Let's dial yeah. back a tad. Um, very, yeah, so very weird I, I stuff. Will, I will say that like I myself am not at all from an academic background. Like mm-hmm. I have an AA degree <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a general education associate's degree and that is it. I do not come from like, I, I, you know, I, I just have never been in that sort of environment. So I cannot, I, I also don't know these people personally. So like, I have yeah. no idea what kind of experiences they've been through. Like I'm sure. Cause it seemed like a lot of them were women in science. And I yeah. know that yes, women in science do face a lot of this, like a lot of barriers and a lot of sexism yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of, of like a lot of legitimate like systemic oppression but this is not the space (laughs) to like a joke about a worm is like not exactly where you need to apply that sort of like revolutionary energy you know like it's it it was just very very strange had had it been a joke that was like oh uh this worm is overhyped because women study it you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been a great application of like, hey, don't make problematic jokes. But this mm-hmm. was just, hey, this popular worm that everybody studies is, is you know, maybe not yeah. all that. That that's not <laughs> that's not exactly yeah. where you yeah, need to apply that energy. It's very strange. <laughs> just a weird day. So like, I saw all of that happening, and I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, there is nothing I can do at this point. Like, oh no, it's it so took far. On, it, it, dare I say? You opened a can of worms. <laughs> I, I, I have gotten that. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> it's, it's not that original. So, yeah, there was like, and I felt so helpless that there was just nothing I could do to control it. And so, and, you know, a lot of the people in these conversations were like professors at like big lab, yeah. like lab leaders and professors yeah. at Yale and stuff like that. And I'm like, why are you all getting canceled over worms? <laughs> Don't do this. Do not do this. And so, I, oh, and at some point I saw um in the thread uh, so somebody referenced the fact that michael eisen had his pronouns in his bio Mm -hmm. like in the thread that was like 
criticizing him for making this joke like one of the responses was like pronouns in the bio with an eye roll emoji and that was from like another lab leader like a very prestigious lab leader um and not in a way of being like oh you know just to be like supportive or informative it was basically like a get a load of this guy he's got pronouns in his bio um which is like a very boomer thing to say (laughs) yeah it is um, And it was, and so then that opened its own whole thing. Like that also became this other, yeah. like, hey, why are you saying weirdly transphobic stuff about a worm joke? Like, so then transphobia got lumped into all of it, and I was like, oh. why are we going this route? Yeah. <laughs> why is any of this happening? Just it's worms, you guys. Answer question. It, it's got to be probably. I've seen a lot of weird stuff on Twitter. I mean, the internet in general is a weird place. Twitter's a really weird place. Very. This is by far the weirdest string of events that I don't think, I don't think anybody like writing a satire on cancel culture and social media could could have even come up with this. Like <laughs> this whole just turn of events. I think I think my favorite thing on this though is the memes that have come out. yeah okay so the memes were definitely i think the memes were not only what brought attention to the whole thing Mm -hmm. um because you know people start seeing all these memes about worms and they're like oh what why are there memes about worms and then you have to dig through to figure out and then they're like oh my god this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen (laughs) um but the memes were definitely my greatest source of consolation. They definitely made everything okay. Like I, if there hadn't been so many amazingly fun and not just memes also, but like people were being so freaking funny about the they whole were. thing. Yeah. People were saying like, Oh, it's only, Oh gosh, where, where was it? So first of all, the video, uh, that gosh, what is his name? I'm sorry. The guy that made the really funny video about it. Oh, um, um. Hold on, I'm scrolling through my thing right now to try to figure out where that video was because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, oh, you know what? I didn't retweet it because it had bad words in it, and I try to be family friendly yeah. on my uh, on my Twitter. Okay, I also don't know if I'm pronouncing this guy's name correctly, but Mediao Diallo mm-hmm. um, posted like the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. Basically, like reenacting uh two people arguing over this worm but then overlaid like with the argument in the background like acting out like what a worm is experiencing through all of this he's just like (laughs) wiggling around on the floor like completely uh oblivious to the chaos going on uh in the background (laughs) which i thought was like the funniest thing ever but so yeah like everyone was being super funny about it it was really hilarious that i think just like the absurdity of the whole situation like just how weird it got ha- and so fast yeah. just i'd like i think that's why it got so much attention was just that it was so bizarre because like you said like exactly like you said i've never seen anything like this happen like yeah. i've been pretty plugged into science twitter over the last like year plus mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen anything like, 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 like you said, everyone is normally super chill. Yeah. Everyone's normally super cool with each other. Everyone kind of loves each other. You know, it's not really that big a deal. And, you know, little things like this don't normally pop off so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but gosh, it real this one was a real outlier. Like it's, I've been trying to tell everybody that like, 
maybe wasn't super involved with like online scientific communities. Like it's not normally like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like this. I promise. They're usually really, really nice. Well, and you know the funny thing is, is like the thing about scientists is they love peer review. Yet in this case, <laughs> being reviewed in any way by a peer for some of them was like the worst thing <laughs> that yeah, you could do. That was. Very um, triggering for a lot of people. They and, really did not care for that. And you know what's been interesting? There's been a lot of other stuff on Science Twitter lately. I mean, there's been like Black Birders Week and Black Botanists Week and um, uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of different movements um, trying to draw attention to discrimination in STEM. And I have not, and I'm sure that there has been, but I have not really seen any kind of negative response. Thank goodness. But yeah, then for this word either. tweet, I was just like, whoa, like there, here it comes. Like this of all things yeah. was like the, the spark that was going to ignite, you know, so many people. And, and like you said, so many people just like with odd little comments, then started off a whole, like you almost need a taxonomist to like go through <laughs> and make like a phylogenetic tree of the tweets <laughs> of drama <laughs> to figure out what exactly happened. Because it's just, tweet there's web. no possible way to try and map it all out. But um, and it's been crazy. Like the, the part that was so like almost conflicting was that everybody seemed to be, generally speaking, sort of on the same general side of like, <laughs> right. hey, yes, systemic oppression is bad and we should dismantle it. But the breakdown came from like, where does it apply? What is systemic oppression? Like, mm -hmm. how do we identify it? And like, what, how, what do we go about? Like, that was it, like everybody all together was kind of on the same general side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, we all kind of agreed with each other that yes, there is, you know, oppression. And it wasn't the whole, what you would expect an argument about oppression to be. Whereas like one party is saying, and one party is trying to like highlight the problem of systemic oppression and the other side is maybe saying it's not that big like you know saying like oh yeah. there is no oppression or oh you know the oppression is is you know not a problem that needs to be solved or so like everybody kind of agreed mm -hmm. that that work did need to be done and those conversations did need to be had but like this the breakdown was just in the application of it which was so bizarre yeah yeah i mean a, I, a few really times i saw infighting. i saw uh like you know this joke is equivalent to like a joke about people of color and i'm like whoa, whoa, hold whoa, on whoa. no <laughs> what how does that okay explain please no, no it's not <laughs> and then when people would call that person out they'd be like okay well here's what i mean now let's take a look at discrimination and then it's like oh no, <laughs> not, no not quite okay thank you for like being aware of these issues but the way that you are applying this right now is what's problematic and maybe back it up a bit this is why mcdonald's um, yeah. is communist. i think people just kind of like jumped the gun like yes. and, and tremendously we're we're like taking momentum from some of the work they've been doing outside of these situations and just yeah. like bringing that energy in um, where it did not need to go and it just sparked the whole thing. But, you know, like you were saying, everyone is normally, you know, science Twitter is usually not like this. And I got a lot of like very kind and supportive uh, <laughs> like messages from various people who were basically reaching out to just say, hey, 
I'm sorry that all this went so sideways. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is not, you know, the way things normally go. People are usually very nice. And I was like, yes, I get it. I know you guys. Y'all are very cool and nice. Um, It seems like maybe there was, like, a generational gap. Like, it seems like people... Like, younger people closer to, like, maybe my age. Well, I'm, like, right on the cusp of being a Zoomer. I was born in 95. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of count as, like, Gen Z. And I, like, grew up online and stuff. So I feel like I'm very, like, social media. uh, I basically live on social media. (laughs) And so, like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the people of, like, closer to my generation were the ones that were kind of rolling with it and you know making memes about it and that totally kind of got it but the people that really were up in arms over the worm joke seemed to be maybe like either older or maybe just the type that really didn't you know grow up with the internet Mm -hmm. like I think that maybe there was like a, a, a generational disconnect in like some people are vibing with twitter jokes and some people are not yeah it definitely seemed that way definitely yeah um but everyone was super nice to me i was the the most embarrassing thing about all of it is that this has been my first impression on a (laughs) lot of people that like i've looked up to and admired for a really long time so like and now this is how they know about me i'm like why did this have to be the thing because you know i worked so hard on this podcast to try to make it and put it out there and get people to know about it and you know it's been decently you know it's been it's been a very steady uh it's been an uphill battle but it's been steadily growing and climbing and i've been Mm -hmm. doing so much work and but then the one thing that sparks that gets you know everybody now knows about it is this stupid worm drama and not something that i actually did (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's like i didn't earn this i didn't deserve it it happened to me (laughs) hey you know don't worry i mean you know in 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 40, 50 years, this will be looked back on. I mean, who knows? This this will be equivalent to the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, and there might be a greater war on the horizon. I, <laughs> I, just, I have definitely been like, okay, I definitely don't want to keep contributing to the negative energy that is pervasive on social media. Like there's enough, there's enough just like bad vibes and arguing and infighting. And there's enough of that out there already that like, I don't need to contribute to it. And so I definitely like, (laughs) so I was joking about this. I had a draft tweet Mm -hmm. because I, I, I'm constantly like, I'll have an idea for something that's like, Oh, I should ask my followers this like, Oh, Oh, I should post this um, on Twitter, but I'll, kind of give it some room to breathe first in my brain so I can think about it um, before I post it. So I had a draft tweet (laughs) like uh, last week. I had a draft tweet asking people what their unpopular animal opinions were. (laughs) And I deleted that so fast. (laughs) I was like, no, not again. You need to stay away. Yeah, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Um, You know, some people did reach out and say, you know, this conversation needed to be had. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about, like, what is effective allyship versus what is performative allyship. You know, like, how to not center yourself in work that you're supposed to be doing to try to 
benefit other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like basically like I'm glad we had the chance to talk about stuff like that. Um, yeah. even though it got there in a very unideal way, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, you know, I'm, yes, I'm glad that like we had a chance to be able to share, you know, even if you are, even if you do think that you're doing the work or you're doing the right thing, please also listen to the perspectives that are given to you by the people that you are trying to help. Like if they come on and say, Hey, you know, I get what you're going for, but it's not helping. Don't dig in your heels, and, you know, tell them that they don't know any better. Uh, just, you know, accept guidance and stuff. So like, I'm glad that stuff had an opportunity to be said, but also I don't feel like I need to be uh, stoking any more coals. That is not my vibe that I hate. Like I really just can't stand conflict or confrontation like I don't have arguments with people I'm very conflict averse and so knowing that like all of this happened because of something that (laughs) I said was very stressful for me and I'm definitely like definitely 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 gonna go ahead and have to super duper think over anything I post from now on to make sure it's not like contributing to a negative atmosphere on social media. Like it's already rough enough out there. Like I don't want to be, I want to be kind of an antidote to that. Like I Mm want to post like wholesome stuff and stuff that's uplifting or stuff that like helps. (laughs) So I definitely don't want to go that route. (laughs) On the bright side, this is probably and completely unbeknownst to the organism itself, probably the most it's been talked about and the most publicity it has ever gotten outside of the scientific community. So, <laughs> so said, in a way, you've done it a service. And, and who knows? I said... So many people might choose it as their model organism now. I, after I, learning not, about I hadn't it. heard of them before this. I don't know. Drosophila might have uh, gained some converts this time Actually, because yeah. people just don't want to go down that route. But uh, so like I said in the thread at some point, I was like, I'm going to I was like, I'll put it this way. I didn't know what C. elegans was before all this, and now I definitely do. So I call that I call that effective science communication. <laughs> science has been communicated. I now know what a model organism is. I literally did not even know what the phrase model organism meant before all of this, and now I intimately do. Changing the world. <laughs> yeah, so oh. it's... It, it, it has just been like really, really wild. And like there, I've had so many bittersweet feelings about the whole thing. Cause yeah. like on the one hand, yes, it's mortifying and it's extremely embarrassing <laughs> that this has been my first impression on the world. Um, but it's also kind of funny. Like it, it leaves me with a really, really funny story. Yeah. And I got a lot of uh, support and kindness from a lot of people that that meant a lot to me to yeah. get that support from. So that was nice. That made me feel better. Uh, still processing some of the feelings coming along with all of that, but it's been a wild ride. <laughs> So thank you so much for, for talking about this today, because I, like I said, it's just, um, I, th- I thought, I thought as just a little bonus, something that we could do, maybe just maybe we could help filter through how this all got started and, and talk about it a little bit so that people yeah. who are seeing these memes just now, cause I mean, even today, like there's a whole hundreds of just new memes that most of them are kind of on the profane side, but they're funny. And, um, <laughs> and I feel like people are probably seeing these. And so rather than having to bread crumb it all the way back to the beginning maybe we could help jumpstart that a tad yeah uh, just say what happened oh yeah so another another sort of like negative feeling i had from all this was that like i i started to see around like yesterday i started to see 
the the memes and the jokes slowly turned into oh my god can we please shut up about the worms now like it quickly became frustration with like this is all that anyone's been talking about for the last couple of days can we please move on which was very much how I also felt about it like I was ready to move on from it Mm -hmm. immediately and so I was like yes I'm so sick of seeing about the worms Um, and then I felt really bad (laughs) because I was like I'm so sorry for everyone whose news feed I just obliterated by accident (laughs) like I I really wish that that hadn't been how that went. Um, So like that was another sort of feeling of guilt that I felt that now like I had just completely ruined science Twitter for a few days. It seems like things are starting to boil back down. We're recording this on Friday and things are, are definitely like starting to go back to normal today. Um, but yeah, I did feel bad for just completely destroying science Twitter for like a week. (laughs) Everyone is typing. Well, that's that's basically it. We can't really get too much into detail, in part because we don't want to like drag people's names necessarily or bring them out because there's already a lot going on on Twitter. And even as we record this, we don't know what's changed and what's been said. Um, however, we will link to the original Twitter thread from Just the Zoo of Us. So if you feel like going through the rabbit hole that is that, you can check it out. Okay. Hey, say hi, little guy. I guess he doesn't want to. Oh, Oh, wait. Okay, I'll go get him. All right. Bye, everybody.